This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's rolling on a Friday as we get you ready for a weekend. It is the fastest growing show on the internet. Let me give you a list of people. You ready for this list? Let me give it to you. Mao, Stalin, Mussolini, Pol Pot, Castro, Hitler, Amin, and Biden. Those are the people that have had their political opponents arrested. News came down of the Department of Justice uh, indicting Donald Trump. Guess what? Now... Joe Biden joins the list. Let me say it again. Mao, Stalin, Mussolini, Pol Pot, great group so far, Castro, Hitler, Idi Amin, and Joe Biden have, boom, there you go. The Department of Justice decided that because Donald Trump was the president and because he could declassify these boxes, boxes, boxes of uh, documents, it didn't matter. He was still going to be indicted, whereas Joe Biden, I just put him in a garage. Mike Pence, ah, they just put him in an office. Eh. Oh, man, is this some interesting stuff we have here. We have a former president indicted. And look, uh, Ray Charles can see that this is a sham. You can see what's going on here. And oh, by the way, it comes on the heels of a $5 million bribery scheme involving, guess who, Joe freaking Biden. Look, there's no coincidence. If you follow politics at all, you understand that there are distractions for the real deal. The real deal is we have a corrupt president. The distraction is that we are going to make the other president look corrupt. And I got to tell you, hey, if Trump is corrupt, put his ass in jail. Don't matter to me. It don't matter to me at all. All right, Trump announced it himself, ladies and gentlemen. He did the announcing. Let's show a little bit of the Donald and his tweets. The Donald is not afraid. The corrupt Biden administration has informed my attorneys I have been indicted over the boxes. So even though Joe Biden has 1,850 boxes at the University of Delaware, additional in Chinatown, D.C., even more boxes at the University of Pennsylvania, documents strewn all over his garage floor where he parks his Corvette and which is secured by only a garage door that is paper thin and open much of the time. What's the next one? He ain't done. You think he's done when he puts page one on? He ain't done, ladies and gentlemen. I've been summoned to appear. Tuesday, federal court, Miami. I never thought it was possible such a thing could happen to the former president of the United States who received, I don't know why this matters, but anyway, more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country and is currently leading by far all candidates, both Democratic and Republican, in polls for the 2024 election. I am an innocent man. Hey, you got to stand up. You do. There's nothing you can do. Look, I know this is a sham. You know this is a sham. This certainly seems wrong. And if you are a Democrat, I guess you're celebrating. But how can you be? I have told you that we live in, that's not a banana republic. It is a third world country. Donald Jr. on the same day the story broke about a whistleblower alleging Joe Biden took a $5 million bribe from Burmese in Ukraine. Biden's corrupt DOJ decides to indict Trump 
over BS charges. Do you really think that's a coincidence? I do not think that is a coincidence. I think this is a distraction from something else. And I know you do too. Every self-respecting person that pays attention to this, and here's the problem. We don't have enough people that pay attention to it. We don't. Go golf with your buddies. They'll be like, what are you talking about? I don't even know. I was talking about the Anheuser-Busch boycott yesterday after playing golf, and guys like, well, what are you talking about? You know, here, uh, I'm working like crazy to get Miller to be our beer, but there, outside here, people are like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Who's Dylan Mulvaney? Yeah, I don't know. And it's a lot of people. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of people. So there's the polling data. You see that Trump is in the lead. You see that Trump will probably uh, continue to be in the lead because people are going to wake up to their financial, their dire financial circumstances. But on that day, he gets arrested. Here's the problem. Democrats got this stuff figured out. I mean, make no mistake, the Democrats have it figured out. They got the voting harvest. They got the nonsense with you don't have to show an ID. They got the mail-in votes. They got everything. They got everything locked and loaded, and Republicans are sitting here, and if, in fact, you do have a $5 million bribery scheme, why don't you impeach the man? Why don't you put orders of impeachment? Now, I know they're coming. They're supposedly coming. I don't know, but I do know this. If Republicans want to sit there and take it and take it and take it and take it, that's on you. But while you're taking it and taking it and taking it, it's not just your lack of doing anything. It's your lack of doing anything here with the Democrats doing things here, which means it gets wider and wider and wider. That's how the world works. If you're not doing anything, it's like a dad telling his kid, hey, look, you're not practicing. There's kids out your age practicing. So not only are you digressing a little bit, the other people are getting a little bit better, and that widens the margin. That's what's happening here. The Democrats don't have any idea or care even a little bit about morality, common sense. They know they can just simply lie. I've taken it as mine. Look, hey, if a story breaks, I say I broke it. I don't care if someone else did. It isn't a matter of what you do. It's a matter of what you say. It's time for the Department of Justice to say, hey, no, it's not. It's time, because that's not going to happen. Everything is in line in the Democratic Party. Everything. Well, it's not for the Republicans. Uh, Tonight, we've got Joker. Speaking of DOJ, we got the Joker. Hey, Joker, what are we going to do tonight? Hey, we better be balling out tonight. We better be balling tonight. Like, I don't want to hear about, hey, look, we won a game. We got home court. We got 8.30 tonight. We got Djokovic, the best player on the planet, taking on the Miami Heat. You guys heard me say it. You guys heard me and Doug Gottlieb talk about it. I got to tell you, we wanted to see if Denver was real. Denver was real. So what do we want to see tonight? Tell you what we want to see tonight. On a Friday night in June, mid-June, beautiful night. I'll be watching only because that's what I do. But I got to tell you, we're going to see if Miami's for real. Heat culture, heat culture, heat culture. Heat got beat down. I mean, beat down the other day. Two guys, Murray Djokovic, first teammates ever in the NBA Finals to go for triple doubles. First triple double ever, Djokovic, 30 and 20. Unbelievable. You got beat down. You got embarrassed. People were leaving. What do I tell you about people leaving? Greatest sound you can hear for the Denver Nuggets or any team is being on the road and hearing the sound of silence. And then looking, and they're going up the aisle. People are going out into the lobby. 
People are going out into the beautiful night sky of Miami, Florida. It's the best thing you could possibly hear. Now, here's the deal. If, if the Heat are who I think they are, they'll win the game tonight. I'm not saying they'll blow them out. I'm not saying they'll, no, they'll just win the game. If they're who I think they are, which is a really tough team. Now, that's easier said than done because Heat culture and all that is great, but the other team's just a better team. When the other team's just a better team, I don't know what to tell you. I don't. I have no idea what to say, but that's what they are. They're just a better team. They have better players. They have a superstar. They have a guy that is so freaking good. There's nothing you can do. I got to tell you, and I didn't talk about this, from here, right here, well, right here, to right here, I've never seen a better basketball player in my life than Djokovic. Now, I'm going to tell you who was really good at that, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan had big hands, and he controlled things, and he did it. But I've never seen a guy from right here. When he gets his hands on a ball, it's incredible. When that ball goes on the rim, people in the end, well, they haven't talked about it on TV enough. But the reason when the ball gets on the rim, it sticks and goes in for him so much is that he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that, he does this. Every time he shoots a ball, he does this. And the ball then rolls off this way, which makes a ball stick. If a ball goes globally and it hits the rim, it spins it out the other side. Now, sometimes it'll hit low enough and go in. But when a ball is spinning backwards, it sticks. I'm getting a little technical for you tonight, but nobody's talking about it, and that's why I'm here. Hand on rebound, you see the video here. He's got it. No one else is getting it. If I'm the Heat, what do I got to do? A couple things. I got to make Djokovic play all over the court. I got to play in the middle of the floor. If I'm the Miami Heat, I don't care whether it's uh, Butler. Or I don't care whether it's Bam out of Bayou. I got to play in the middle of the floor. You play on the side, Djokovic can rest and help side defense. I got to make him play. And I got to get the ball down the court. I don't care that that's really, really the Nuggets game. I don't care. I got to get the ball down the court. I got to get the ball playing fast. I got to get easy shots early in the shot clock tonight. Watch for that. I have a little bit of an inside uh, person with the Heat, and that's what they're talking about. Get it down, reverse it, and attack. Get it down, throw it ahead, attack. Take it down. If it's in half court, get it to the middle of the floor and attack. I believe tonight you're going to see an attacking team. Attacking comes in two ways. Driving the ball to the basket actually comes in a bunch of ways, but I'm going to give you the two main ways. Driving the ball to the basket and getting it down in transition and not stopping the transition, meaning we throw it ahead, we get it down, they stop us, we back it up and get into a set. Nay, nay, Nanook. You keep going, and this guy right here is most dangerous, Gabe Vincent, when they are doing that. Middle of the floor, you see it right there. Jimmy freaking Butler. He's playing in the middle of the floor right here. Who's guarding him? Djokovic. That's what you have to do. You play in the middle of the floor. You see Braun is looking at the, at the ball. It sucks the defense, and now it spreads it for shooters. This is what must be done tonight. You are welcome. You just got you just got an education into basketball that you will not get anywhere else. I, ladies and gentlemen, will take a bow and say thank you for being here today. All right. Where is Donald Trump now? Oh, beats me. I don't know. Somebody on the YouTube chat asked. I don't know. But one thing I do know, and I will tell you this, uh, I'll bet you still he don't go to jail. I don't know. Where could Donald Trump get a fair trial? I don't have the answer to that. I honestly don't. I got, I got something. I got some weird stuff today. 
But last thing, and I don't understand politics enough, but Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans, you better start getting dirty because Michelle Obama full of crap. When they go low, we go high. Yeah, okay. Pull this, it plays jingle bells. I ain't buying it. Republicans, you better start getting your damn hands dirty or else our republic is going to head south. And frankly, I like the United States of America. I'm a big fan. I don't care whether Donald Trump's the president. Uh, I do care that Biden is not because he's a corrupt, full of crap liar. Um, I did want to get into this early. Uh, People are on me. They're saying I'm racist. Let me ask you a question. So the ESPN cuts come. Stan Verrett and Neil Everett. So Stan Verrett and Neil Everett for 20 years, whatever they've been, 10 years, 15 years, Neil Everett has been with ESPN. Bartender Jack since 2000, or for 23 years he's been. All right, the decision has been made to cut Neil Everett. I ask why. Why are we cutting Neil Everett? Is it a contract thing? Is it a money thing? It's him and Stan Verrett doing the same show. I'm imagining they're making the same amount of scratch because they always do the same show. Verrett has acted like an idiot on social media, particularly to our boy uh, Bobby Barack. He's MF people. He's been a complete swearing clown, which is against all of ESPN's guidelines. No swearing, no sexual, no innuendo, no politics. Okay, well... Verrett has gone against all of that, and he's gone against it many, many, many times. Yet still, somehow, some way, Neil Everett is the guy that gets blank canned. Explain it to me. Explain. Well, Doc, it's your racist for even bringing it up. Well, no, I don't think so. No, I really don't. I, 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 think, I, I, think, uh, I think I'm well within my rights to bring it up. I mean, are you serving the viewer, or are you just cutting white guys? It's a good question. Like, if you're just cutting white guys and tell us, hey, look, you know what we're doing? We're cutting white people today. I mean, Verrett acted like an idiot. Verrett has been an idiot. Verrett has been back and forth with people. Verrett has been a bigger pain in the ass than, I don't know, this guy. I'm reading all of these flowers from these women's and these men's, and everybody is telling me, well, he's the greatest guy ever, Stan Verrett. Oh, okay. Well, if he's the greatest guy ever, and he's really good at his job, and he's entertaining as hell, then let me ask you a question. Why is he being cut and not his partner? Is it money? I don't know. But it's a damn good question. And anybody out there that's bitching, whining, and moaning at me about about questioning it, you're out of your mind. It should be questioned. There's no reason not to question it. It has to be questioned. It does. Stan Verrett has gone at people. Stan Verrett has been a nasty dude on Twitter. Stan Verrett has been a bad guy on Twitter. Stan Verrett has been, I don't know if he's been a racist on Twitter, but he has been a guy that you really don't want to be around. But yet he stays and Everett goes. Feels like, feels like the middle-aged white guy, uh, I don't know, feels like he's getting the shaft here. Could be wrong. Nobody's going to admit it. Nobody will, bring, nobody will bring it up. Nobody will say it. But I will because it, it, we are past the point in our society, ladies and gentlemen, where we don't ask these questions. Uh, we are. We, we are. I'm sorry, but we are. 
Uh, and if you don't ask the questions, then you're just chicken blank. I mean, it's literally that simple. Now, I don't know if it's because he's a white dude. I got no idea. But I know it happened. And Verrett, bigger pain in the ass, not nearly as entertaining. Most people couldn't even tell you who Stan Verrett is. But anybody that has ever watched SportsCenter late night, which I have, which I don't, used to, don't now, bartender Jack. I love the guy. Anyway, it's ridiculous to me, but hey, it is what it is. All right. All right. Can people stop going to these damn car meetups and acting like clowns? Look at this video that I'm getting ready to show you. Look, look at this crap. What are we doing here? Somebody explain this to me. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is other than the same thing we showed you the other day. Cars driving, skateboarders, downhills. Guys are going to car meetups, standing on the side of the road. Cars are going way too fast. They're doing all kinds of stupid stuff. And next thing you know, people are getting hurt. We got video for days of this. If you go around the Internet, uh, it just happens and it happens and it happens. So this is my public service announcement early in the show. Can we just, can we just stop? with this. Can we just stop? All right. I got to tell you something. You know, we love PETA here. Now that's cool. That's all cool. But do we got to drag race and hit people and then go, Oh, I got the video. No, no. All right. You know, PETA's on my ass and you know, I'm on PETA's ass. All right. So you got to listen to me here. You're not going to believe this one. So I'm going to read this right. Cause when I read it first, I did not believe it. I did. PETA president explains why she wants her flesh to be barbecued after she dies. You can read all of those things. Now, the question is, can PETA for five minutes be people? Can they just for five? Look, You do enough stupid stuff. You do enough stupid stuff, people stop taking you seriously. I mean, really. I mean, you're like, all right, well, uh, what's what's going on here? Well, it's the PETA president, and she's acting crazy. It's the PETA president, and she's just acting nuts. She's, like, lost her mind. And what do you mean? There he is. There's the one. So... She wants to be carved out and seared and fried up with onions on a human barbecue. Ingrid Newkirk, who is completely insane, says, yeah, she is a speciesism. I don't know. She requests that her skin be peeled off and used to make leather goods, such as belts and purses. She wanted her eyes to be shipped to the National Institute for Health for funding experiments on animals and her foot to be made into an umbrella stand as it is done for animals. As a child, Newkirk saw many elephant-footed umbrella stands, as well as trigger rugs, or tiger rugs. Look, I don't know. I'm not going to get into this whole thing. 
But this woman is a clown. That's some people right there. I, I mean, you know, the show's gone graphic. I ain't mad at it. But uh, that's some people right there. I'm sorry. That just is. Hey, good for Troy Aikman. Are we ready to say love is love? Like old guys like me with hot wives like mine, people never understand how it happens. Lee's only seven years younger, but with all this, you know how it happens. Of course it's going to happen beautifully. But I got to tell you, so Troy Aikman, apparently he hasn't announced that his marriage is over, but apparently if it wasn't before, it is now as Troy Aikman has been seen with a he canoodling. He's been canoodling. When you're canoodling with a younger gal, a gal pal that's a little bit, oh, 20-some years younger, and you are a married or married-ish man, uh, I guess it does announce that your marriage is over. And I got to tell you, I ain't mad about it. I ain't mad even a little bit about it. What's there to be mad about? He's got a gal pal. He's got a young gal pal. I'm all in. Give me all of it. I am all in on it. He is rocking. He is rolling. Good for him. I don't need the pictures. I don't know why there are the pictures. Maybe he's got paparazzi following him. But you're Troy freaking Aikman. You do what you want to do, baby. You go out there and you get her done. Because that's what Troy freaking Aikman is going to go do. Absolutely. So good for him. I want to get back to this Trump indictment. Look. It's a fraud. We know it's a fraud. There are pictures of documents in Joe Biden's garage. There are pictures of documents just sitting there like your baseball mitt sits in your garage. We all know this is a sham, but I got to ask a question. At what point do the American people, Republican and Democrat, liberal and conservative, just get pissed off? Just say enough is enough. Like, what, what, what are we doing? Like, what are we even thinking about doing? Why are we even allowing this to happen? Somebody explain it to me. Why are we as a people allowing our government to do the things that they are doing? I don't get this. I don't get this at all. Like, if it were me and I was in the government, I would stand up. I'd do a press conference a day saying, what are you doing? Like, why why was he indicted? And why wasn't Pence? Why wasn't Biden? Why are these others not indicted? Can somebody explain that to me? What's the difference? See, the American people, when you're going to do these kind of things, I believe, have the right to know. Now, I have looked at this. I have looked at this as hard as I can. And frankly, unless you can find an explanation, I have not been able to find an explanation. I have not seen an explanation anywhere that says, hey, look, This is why this man got indicted, and this is why this man has it. It's like there's a pocket of Democrats led by Biden or bought by Biden with an undercurrent of all of in a shell, and they can do whatever they want to do. You can't do whatever you want to do. I certainly can't do whatever I want to do. I got no shot at doing whatever I want to do. Hell, having this show, I probably, ladies and gentlemen... I, I, I probably put myself in danger, not physical danger, IRS danger. I mean, let's be honest. But it is amazing to me where this country is going with this. It's astounding to me that we are allowing these things to happen right under our nose. It's fascinating when you go back and even Clinton or Bush or Reagan 
any of the former presidents have never acted like this. Maybe Donald Trump has it coming. You know what I always say. I always say there is a backstory to everything, and I mean everything. Maybe Trump's got it coming. Maybe Trump has done some. I don't know, but can you explain it to us? Like people like me that pay attention, people like me that care, there's a lot of us out there. There's a lot of us out there that go, all right, if you're going to indict Trump, why? If you are going to arrest Trump and not Biden and not uh, Pence, not anybody other than him, why? Is this to get rid of a political opponent? Is this right? Maybe it's right. But the fact that we don't hear why really disturbs me. I mean, we're supposed to be an open and free society. We're supposed to, government's supposed to work for us, not the other way around. We're not supposed to beg, borrow, and plead for the government to explain things to us. We're supposed to have a, now I know this is crazy, we're supposed to have a press that asks these questions. Okay, why was Donald Trump indicted and why wasn't Joe Biden? Well, I can't answer that question. I know that's what the lesbian's going to say, the, the, the LGT girl, BT diversity higher up there is going to say. Okay, fine. So then why? Then who can? Then who can answer this? But they don't answer it. I mean, it all started, it, it, it was unbelievable how 100 years, not 100 years ago, but Barack Obama, Barack Obama, he, he, he hired a guy. He hired a guy as his head of the DOJ who said, uh, you know, uh, my job, I got to be here to protect my boy. We got what? You, you do what? Uh, yeah, well, you, you what? I got to protect my boy. Well, Eric Holder was his name. Eric Holder was the guy, Department of, the, 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 Department of Justice. He was ahead of it. He was the attorney general in 2009 to 2015. And his dumbass came in and said, yeah, I'm here to protect my boy, his boy being Obama. Now think about that. Think about that from a standpoint of, hey, look, uh, wait, what? You're here to do what? I thought you're here to be the attorney general of the United States. I thought Eric Hempton Holder Jr. was here to do that, not to protect his boy. I mean, it's a damn this thing. I'm sorry for going too long. on It's probably not great TV. But I say to all my friends on YouTube, like, I don't know why we just take it. I honestly have no idea why we just take it. We just take it and take it and take it from this administration. I, I don't get it. I, I'll never get it. I won't understand. I understand ESPN and Stan Verrett and uh, Neil Everett. You're going to get rid of the white guy. At least that's on the surface, what it seems to me. I don't know whether they're... You, you can understand those things. At least ESPN doesn't hide it. You know, they may hide in a diversity firing. They may put in one. But it's going to be a bunch of white dudes. Okay, fine. You know, you do that, we understand. But I don't understand this. And I'm sorry for taking too long. Mao, Stalin, Mussolini, Pol Pot, Hitler, Castro, Amin, Biden, facts. Those are the people who have had their political opponents arrested. That's happened in our country. The last one, Biden. That's our guy in our country. The United freaking States of America. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. 
and it sucks. It cheapens our country. It makes people pissed off. And you can almost see what's going to happen. They want your guns so you can't fight back. That's a very shallow view, but that's what it seems like. The bear, baby. Chris Balika coming up. We will talk to the bear as he makes his debut. We'll be right back. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. He's my friend. He's a great dude. He's a stud. He is the bear, Chris Felica. Correct me if I'm wrong. Am I wrong about this? But in tomorrow or on tomorrow's Belmont, you are making your Fox debut. Is this what I'm reading here? It, it, that, that is correct. It, it's kind of funny because uh, being a kid from Long Island in Suffolk County, he's been to Belmont numerous times to kind of make my first appearance uh, at the Belmont Six. It's kind of cool. I was supposed to be on the Super Bowl pregame show but uh, I got a little was a little under the weather and couldn't make the trip out. But uh, yeah, it's kind of funny how things work out. So yeah, looking forward to it. You know, the Belmont Saturday, PETA is saying, hey, look, air quality bad. Don't run the race. Your thought, the Yankees canceled with the White Sox a few days ago, but that seems like it's all cleared up. We're going to have this race, aren't we? Oh, yeah. You know, I know if the race was supposed to be run Wednesday, it, it, there's no way anything could have taken place Wednesday. Literally walked out of the hotel and it was like you were walking through like a, a, a barbecue smoker with suddenly it, it was awful. But I, even yesterday, they probably could have run. I mean, it, it was nice in the afternoon. But uh, look, I, I, you know how things get canceled and and at, a, at an extreme caution. So it's fine. I mean, it, it was what it was. But they're going to race today and tomorrow is going to be beautiful. Uh, you're going to be there. Everybody tells me you got to go to the Belmont. It's awesome. It's obviously the biggest break it down for me. I got my pen, big boy. I got my pen. I got my paper. I got my twin spires gambling app. Let's go. Ooh. Yeah, no, it, it, it's funny because a lot of the Belmont, it, like I said, being a, a New Yorker, a Long Island kid, like this is always like one of my favorite race days of the year. The card is always a great betting card. But uh, like people say, oh, there's not a triple crown at stake. But at the same time, you've got the favorite in the Kentucky Derby and Angel Empire, the second choice in the, in the Kentucky Derby in, in Tappet Trice, the horse that was supposed to be morning line favorite in the Kentucky, what was morning line favorite, and then scratched Forte. And, and then you got the Prictus Winter National Treasure. So it, it, it's a really compact field up at the top. Um, so, but I think the two most likely winners of the race – are the number two horse, Tappet Trice, who is trained by Todd Pletcher. This was a horse that was second choice in the Derby. Pletcher has a way of getting his horses to peak for this race. He's, he's based here in New York. He's won this race, I think, four times now. And he's done it with a bunch of horses that have run in Tampa Bay, 
then wind up running in the Derby and didn't necessarily run well. Then they skipped the Preakness and then they run in the Belmont. So like he's gone that route and before and it's been very successful. He's got a nice grinding running style. He's bred to go long, so we shouldn't have trouble with the distance. He's probably going to be around three to one or so on the board. So if you, if you like a shorter price, he's the short price I would go with. And if you like a longer price, like I know you and I do, uh, the number seven horse hit show is someone that you're going to want to look at. Uh, hit, hit show someone around fifth in the Derby of all the horses in the race. I have the least amount of uh, trouble seeing, envisioning him getting the, uh, the mile and a half distance. He should be somewhere sitting right off the pace. And again, he's bred to go long. And, and, I, and I think this horse is someone that you need to leave running really, really well on the Wood Memorial, uh, which is in New York. He, he won the Withers, which is in New York. So he should be okay coming over and adapt to the Belmont track. So the two horse, Tapa Trice, seven horse hit show. Those are the two most likely winners. You know, when, when you look at the Belmont, and it's the last race of the Triple Crown, it's always been that. It's the longest race. It's the toughest race, right? I mean, it, it, it is, you know, do horses generally come from behind to win this race? No, that 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 is the biggest misnomer I think about this race. Uh, you, right. Deep closers traditionally do not win this race. Um, you, you see horses like, like you had a horse like Commendable, a horse like Datara that were massive long shots that that kind of led gate to wire. Uh, so typically. You think, okay, mile and a half, if you close it, if you close into a mile and a quarter race in the Derby, of course, you're going to carry that the extra quarter of a mile and in a mile and a half, you're going to be fine. But that's not necessarily the case. Uh, these horses have a tendency not to always back up and you want to kind of be a consistent, even runner as opposed to a horse that's going to kind of spot the field 10, 12 lengths and then try and make that up late, late which is which is kind of why I lean towards a horse like a top of Trice or Hitcho, someone that I think will probably be sitting second or third here uh, in the early going. You know, Barry, it's kind of funny one, because... One, one, other, to, one uh, other thing, too, that, that, I, that just, I just thought of in my head, uh, there, there, uh, Brad Cox, who is the trainer of Hitchhow, and he's also the trainer of Angel of Empire, he entered a horse named Tappet Shoes, who's a nice horse, but I think he's in the race to serve as a rabbit to make sure the pace is fast enough up front where his horses that are sitting just off the pace are able to go by the because if National Treasure, who won the practice, was able to go out by himself and set easy fractions, uh, that could be a problem for the field. But Tappet Shoes is a horse that's going to be on the lead uh, with National Treasure, and I think that horse is in here to ensure that the pace is a little bit faster to help his stalkers come from just off. You mentioned National Treasure, and National Treasure won the Preakness. Uh, that horse, to me, um, I don't know. If you win the Preakness and you win the Belmont, I understand we're not going to celebrate it like a triple crown, but that's a super horse to be able to do those two things. I mean, there's some real stuff on the line here for National Treasure. It, 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 it is, and it's the return of Bob Baffert to New York, and his issues are, have been well chronicled. And if you go back in the history of horse racing, since 1932, when you've continually had the order of the Triple Crown, Kentucky Derby, Preakness, Belmont, no horse has not run in the Kentucky Derby and then gone on to win the Preakness and the Belmont. So he can make history. You're right. I mean, if he does this, uh, th that is a really impressive feat to have not run for such a long time 
and then come back, run great game effort in the Preakness. I loved him in the Preakness, and he held off Blazing Sevens. And if he can come back here and run well in New York and upset this field again, that's a uh, it's a historic achievement for what uh, National Treasure and Bob Baffert yeah. were able to pull off. Yeah, I got to ask you about gambling in the NFL. Here in Indianapolis, Isaiah Rogers Sr., he's under investigation. Maybe he bet on his own team. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But let me ask you a broader picture. You know, we've seen what happened with Pete Rose. We've seen what's happened, you know, with banning from baseball for betting on your own sport, betting on your own team. Does the NFL do that? If, if they find out that Rodgers bet on football and bet on his team, whether it's to win or lose, it doesn't matter, does the NFL banish guys? I, I'm curious to, to see what will ultimately happen with that, but I would think they probably would have to. I, I think they need to – Set an example. They, they they've laid these rules out, and whether you agree with the rules, whether you don't agree with the rules, the rules are there, and you have a four million dollar contract that you can kind of piss away, for the lack of a better word, by by not following the rules for the sake of making a twenty five or a fifty dollar bet on whether it was on the Colts, against the Colts, in the facility, out of the facility. That that that's what I don't get. It's like if the NFL and these teams are clear about don't bet on anything inside the facility or in a team function, why are these players still doing it? I mean, I that, that's what I don't understand, how you could be like, oh, oh they won't fight. All these sportsbook apps have these geo-tracking devices on them. When you log in, it's right there. Like, geolocating, please wait, verified. Like, the, you, they know where you're placing the bet, and they can pinpoint it to, to a really specific area. So I just don't get why – Players, if they know the rule, maybe there's a disconnect and maybe the NFL isn't being clear with how, okay, it's okay to bet on something else, but not the NFL. If they just lay it out, maybe that will help the problem. But yeah, if it's proven that that he he placed bets involving a Colts game, I think they're probably going to have to come down pretty hard. Because I think that was the big difference with the uh, the, the Ridley thing, right? He, he wasn't involved in betting on games involving the Falcons. So I think that was probably the issue why it was only a year for him and now he's back. Am I too simplistic with this? You know, I get, all right, you know, a lot of guys are having a problem because they bet in the facility. But, you know, I think that's so hypocritical. $2.4 billion is what the sponsor money, the NFL makes. There is going to be, at, at least there is going to be in Wrigley Field, the DraftKings Lounge, where you can make a bet inside of Wrigley Field. It's coming to Lucas Oil Stadium. It's coming to all these places. Look, I, I know I understand it. We don't want you doing it at our facility, but I think it's a bit hypocritical. Whenever you look over there, there's a DraftKings billboard in the facility. There's a fan duel in the facility. Look, if you bet on your team and you bet on, but hey, if you and I are sitting in the facility and we bet Duke, North Carolina hoops, I, I got to tell you, I've changed my tune, Bear. I don't have a problem with it. See, I'm a little closer to you. I'm a little closer to you on this than I am. Like I said, I get the leaks, but at the same point, like even with the, was it State Farm Stadium out in, uh, in Arizona? Like there's an, I think it's an MGM sports book right there. Like, like you're right. I, I think for. Right. The league to take all this money and and the sponsors are everywhere, and to like be so adamant. Like if if you were to say, okay, you can't bet on your team, don't bet on anything involving the game, but 
you can bet on an NBA game or a baseball game. That, that I think I think that's kind of a fair ground because it's like they want to have it both ways. Look, I get the integrity and and I get a, a scandal and what it's done in, in sports in the past, but that's kind of why people talk about oh, it's ter- gambling's terrible and you only have all of these scandals and things. Well, the reason you're finding out about these things happening is because gambling's legalized and you're able to find out what's going on, who's making a bet, who's not. But but yeah, I, if you if you could figure out a way to say, hey, don't bet on the NFL, don't bet on your team. If you want to bet on anything else, that's fine. I, I think that's probably about the fairest resolution you can have it, it, where, you, where you've got a situation where you've got all these sports book sponsoring these. If you go into a a a, a stadium in in the, like in the UK for a soccer stadium or something, you can place a bet right there. You I mean you better you see it. it's it's common over there. So it's like I, I get both sides of it. I, I get the integrity part of it, which is why I think the NFL thing betting on the NFL. Okay, I'm okay with that. But to kind of not allow you to bet on something else, I think that's kind of a little a little. I do. It's a tough thing. I get it. It is. It's a tough thing because you feel like, all right, once we do that, then everything else is going to open up. You kind of, you feel like, I remember going to Wembley Stadium for the Colts-Jaguars game. I took my wife and my my daughters, and we went, and they had a, Ladbrokes, I think is the gambling thing there. They had a Ladbrokes kiosk right there. Now, in the NFL's defense, it was not open for the NFL game. It's open for the Premier League. It's open for you know, football, their football, but it wasn't open. I, I just think it's a little hypocritical. Let me ask you a couple specific things in your mind as we get ready for the NFL season. How big a difference in terms of maybe wins or losses? I guess I guess overall wins does Aaron Rodgers make for the Jets? Two, three, one? What what do you thought? Probably two, I would think. Look, they won what, seven games, I think it was last year, six games with, with the the combination of Mike White and Zach Wilson or whatever else uh, they, they trotted out there. Now, granted, a lot of those wins were against teams that uh, had some backup quarterbacks and they won some games without scoring more than, what, 17 points, I think it was. But but I, I think if you're the Jets, you had to make that move. You had to bring in a legitimate quarterback. You could not go into the year uh, with Aaron Rodgers. And, and I think Jets fans are rightful to expect uh, at least nine potentially ten might be tough to get to, but I, I I think nine and eight is something that the, that the Jets can reasonably reasonably get to this year, and that, and that might be good enough to get them in the playoffs because I think you're looking at a division where I'm not sure the Bills are going to be as good as they were last year. Uh, I'm not sure about the Dolphins and where they stand, uh, especially if Tua can stay healthy or not. And, and I think the Patriots are a team in flux as well, so. Uh, nine and eight, maybe 10 wins in that division might be possible. But at the same time, I get the flip side of that too. People say, hey, they won all these close games last year. They got fortunate with the schedule playing teams with backups. The Browns blew a game that they absolutely should have beaten them. So like maybe if you're a better, you wait a little bit and see what the Jets win total gets bumped up to. Maybe it gets up to nine and a half or so, and maybe you can get a little bit of value on going under nine and a half for the Jets. But uh, as a Jets fan, I'm a, uh, I'm hopeful and optimistic that we can get this process here. Last thing uh, before before I let you go, <clears throat> excuse me. If you had to pick one of these young quarterbacks, Stroud and Young and our guy Richardson, is Young by uh, Levis, 
is our guy Young, and I would let me throw a couple guys. Let me throw Jordan Love in there. Who would you mm-hmm. say this time next year, or at the end of the season, that we're talking most about of these young guys? And I'll include Jordan Love. Who's going to have the best year? I would say of that bunch, it probably would be Jordan Love, just because he's been in a pro locker room for a couple of years and he's seen the field uh, in an NFL game before. So he's the furthest along. So I would think it would be Jordan Love um, in, in that division, especially in just having the NFL experience. I would say that probably Bryce Young would be number two just because he's working with the first unit already and he's in, was in a system at Alabama where he processed information so quickly that I think that's going to translate well to the NFL because I think the decision-making is the biggest thing uh, for a quarterback. So I, I, would say, I would say it would be Jordan Love one, Bryce Young two, and then I would – I would take a sneaky flyer maybe a couple of years down the road on seeing where Jake Hayner in New Orleans stands. I think he fell into a really good situation in New Orleans uh, where he's not going to necessarily see the field right away. He's going to get a chance to develop maybe like Jordan Love did. And, and he's someone that I think was a, a steal of the draft where he went. I, I was a big Jake Hayner fan in college, and I, I thought that he had a potential to be one of those guys we're going to look back in a couple of years and be like, wow, this guy went in fourth, fifth, and I think it was ultimately the uh, fifth round he went in. Are you a believer in my guy, Anthony? He's not my guy. He's my guy now, Anthony <laughs> yes, Richardson. He's your guy. He's, your guy. <laughs> he's my guy. You believe? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I'm, I, I'm rooting for him athletically. He's an absolute freak. And, again, maybe it's a situation where the experience – uh, and, and coaching will help you. He's go through a couple of different coaches at Florida. Uh, so maybe, maybe now that he's going to be uh, in an NFL locker room with, with, with an NFL offense and the, and the structure of that, uh, maybe that will help him. But I, I worry about some of the decision-making that he made. I worry about, can you teach the accuracy? Can that get better? I don't know. Uh, like, like I said, I, I understand the people that are so bullish on him and, and they see the potential but uh, but I, I worry a little bit about um, – I think he, he's probably in a bad situation in terms of having to – he's going to be expected, I think, to play right away just based on that quarterback depth chart and you bring in a new coach and you take a quarterback fourth overall. And, and I hope if he does have to play right away, that doesn't stunt his growth and maybe he takes a bunch of lumps like Peyton did his rookie year. And if he does take a bunch of lumps the way Peyton did for his year and bounces back – and learns from it, and has a, a career along the tra- trajectory that Peyton, I'm not going to say he's going to be Peyton Manning, but at the same time, if he can kind of elevate himself and learn from that, all the, the the troubles of a rookie year and losing and struggling and interceptions and, and make himself into a, a good NFL starting quarterback, I think that's probably the best possible situation you could ask for as a Colts fan. Yeah, I agree. All right, thank you, my friend. Uh Got it. Thank you for coming over to Fox. Thank you for being on the broadcast and giving us tips. I wrote it all down. I'm going to win Beautiful. some money because of you, big boy. Yeah, yeah, well, I got a nice pick four ticket tomorrow on the air for you as well. So uh, I'll have to write that one down when the show comes on. You got it. Hey, Take care, uh, have we got to do weekend. a gambling segment every week. See oh, you, Chris. Thank you, my friend. Love to. That's the great Chris Felica, a.k.a. Bear, came over from ESPN's game day. Now he's with us over here at Fox, and he makes his debut. I'm going to get right back into this. Uh, I don't care. I'm pissed off about this. Uh, I never did it before in my life, but Trump is being cheated. 
The American people are being cheated. We, ladies and gentlemen, are being cheated. And if you don't like it, I don't care. It's frustrating because the average person, Tommy Lawrence said this yesterday, and it's so true. The average person, we can't do nothing about it. Like people may say, well, that's great. I'm a Democrat. He's a bad guy, bad guy, orange, bad guy. All right, but then it's going to happen to you or it's going to happen to your guy. It's going to happen to your party. It is because, look, the Democrats don't stay in power forever. The Republicans don't stay in power forever. And we got all this BS going back and forth. And by the way, the American people, us, nothing happens. It all goes unchecked what's happening with the freaking Democrats and, and Biden. And you never hear any of it from the mainstream media. And it sucks. It's frustrating if you haven't paid attention. I know a lot of you on this show do pay attention. But if you haven't paid attention, it's complete garbage because we are losing. We, the people, are losing. We are allowing a president to whitewash his record and put his political opponents in jail. This isn't the United States of America. This is freaking Burma. This is freaking Jamaica. Drive down the street. Everybody's smoking weed here. Nobody gives a damn. There's no punishment for crimes. Guys murder, rape, right about 10 months, whatever. And now we're benching and putting away in jail our political opponents. Now, I wouldn't be so pissed off if somebody sat up at a podium, if Biden sat there and said, hey, look, this is why this is done. This is why this is done. This is how we did it. Uh, We're going to let a court decide, but this is what is happening because of this. But you know what? He can't do it. He has to say, well, no, no joke. I'm not lying here. Uh, I I didn't have anything to do with it. I'm not lying. Okay. Oh, all right. Really? Why do you always have to say, why does he always have to say, I'm not joking here. Uh, I'm not, I'm not lying here. Uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, I, I, I'm not. All right. Okay. I mean, I don't know whether Biden took a, a bribe from the Ukraine, but I know this. If I was a Republican senator, I would say I don't care whether I'm a freshman senator or the, the leading ranking senator or con- whatever, I would be pushing to find the hell out and I would be incredibly public and I would damn near demand whether or not they want to. And I'd be so freaking loud, but this is just crap. And Biden's taunting people. Where's the money? Where is the money is what Biden said about his $5 million. Well, that's kind of reminiscent of every freaking guy that gets caught. You answer a question with a question. Whenever somebody answers a question with a question, they are lying through their teeth. Uh, It's just frustrating because the American people can't get a single answer. We can't get any answers, but we see a guy that is under indictment, this guy, and that's it. We almost have an authoritative, authoritarian dictator here. And we all supposed to sit here. We're all supposed to sit here and go, oh, well, oh, okay. Uh, Well, yeah. Um... Well, he's the president. He says, it's incredible to me that any human being in this country could allow this to happen. It's incredible to me 
that we are in such a position of weakness in our own country to defend ourselves, the people, or to have the people hear what is actual and what is real. We don't hear it. We don't. It's incredible. No, I'm not lying. No, I'm not lying. Uh, I, 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 I told you, I'm not joking. That's all this idiot says. Guys and girls, it's time to wake up, man. It is. I'm sorry, but it's time to wake the hell up. I mean, we're sitting there, Pence not indicted, Clinton not indicted, Biden not indicted. These guys have been stealing money forever, ever. It's just, I'm frustrated. Clinton took home documents. Bush took home documents. Obama took home documents. Hillary took home documents. Biden had classified documents by his freaking Corvette, for crying out loud. And one guy gets indicted? One guy? Oh, okay. And you think it's a coincidence. Uh, FBI documents show $5 million, a bribe taken by the president of the United States, paid to Biden by Ukraine, and you think it's a coincidence that we're sending billions over there of our freaking money, billions to Ukraine, after it's revealed that this clown took $5 million on the same day Biden puts the Department of Justice after Trump and indicts him. It's amazing. This isn't real in our country. This can't be real in our country. This is not the way things are supposed to work in our country. And you know who's silent? The media. You know who's silently cheering? The media. It's unbelievable. If somebody said to me, all right, we are going to go and we are going to explain to you We are going to explain to you why this indictment came down. We feel like we need to. We feel like we must explain to the American people why a man who got so many votes got indicted, why he's so supportive. Here is what he got indicted for. Do you remember when the FBI, the Southern District of New York, (coughs) and the FBI uh, arrested some basketball coaches? They had a big press conference. And they had boards, and they had charts, and they had a guy, a moderator, and he was going through all of it. We have your game plan, okay? For basketball coaches. Think about that for a second. For basketball coaches. This is the former president of the United States. This is the front runner for the presidency in 2024. Why not do the same? Why not have, okay, Here is why we indicted him. Here is this, here is this, here is this. Okay, here's the difference in why we did not indict President Biden. Here's why we did not indict Mike Pence. You don't even have to go back to Hillary. You don't have to go back to Obama. You don't have to go back to Clinton. You don't have to. You don't have to go back to any of them. Just do what they did for freaking basketball coaches in college basketball and explain what in the hell this is about. We are owed that. Yes, owed. And anybody that says we are not owed anything is full of crap. We are owed because these people work for me. These people work for you. 
And we sit here with our thumb up our backside because most of us, not me, not you, not me, I hope, we get our news from what? From the media. And none of them want to say a damn thing because they're all in pocket. They're all waiting to call you a racist, a terrorist, a phobic. We're worried about what freaking boys dressing up as girls. Who gives a crap? Serious business. Who gives a fat rat's ass about boys dressing up as girls when we're living in a banana republic? Guys smoking weed while driving. Let me ask you, doesn't that impair? Stores being looted, but hey, we don't want to be seen as racist, so let the African-American looters go arrest the white guys. That's being told. Other stores, hey man, just let everybody. California, ah, there's laws. Just don't even worry about it. Let them take it. It's an amazing world we're living in. It's astounding the world we're living in, and we are allowing it. We are. We're allowing it because we're not paying enough attention. You can, you can apparently burn an American flag, but touch an LGTQB flag, burn that, you go to jail. Isn't that amazing? And that's happened. Is that astounding? A young lady gets a zero, a zero on a test because she used the word biological female. Zero. Well, you made great points, but I got to tell you, you know what? You use the term biological female. That's the nation we're living in right now. We literally worry more about transgender stupidity, idiocy, than we do about our government becoming a freaking third world nation led by a guy that can't stand up. And we accept Explain to me. Hey, by the way, explain it to me. I will listen. We will be right back. I cannot believe my eyes, ears, and nose. Uh, My boy, my boy, Trey Wallace, is going to join us. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be right back. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Trey Wallace is joining me. I miss Trey Wallace. How about this? Trey heard a conversation, true story, where I called my buddy Cam Safali. We played golf yesterday. And we were playing for a little bit of money. It all came down to the last hole. I hit a drive out of my shot 77 with shooting, I thought was a nine. So I shot 78 with a 10. I got a 10 on the last hole. And my buddy did the same thing. My opponent, he got a 10. Thankfully, my partner got a five, and my other buddy got a six for five. But I, in the middle of the night last night, Trey, I woke up in a sweat because I'm like, no, I took their 110 bucks, but I got a 10, not a nine. And so I got to give them half the money back, and I'm like, Jesus. 
So anyway, you heard the conversation. I'm embarrassed to get a 10, but I did shoot 78. So anyway, what do you got? What's going on, my friend? Sounds like you need to figure out how to Venmo your friend some money here in just a little bit, buddy. Well, I'm meeting them. I'm meeting them today. We're driving up to Cleveland, so I, I'm going to have it. I, I got the cash. I'm just pissed off about it. All right. Man, you, you're losing more There's sleep a- than a, a Pac-12 president. <laughs> I want to ask you about that. Hey, the Pac-12 is interesting, right? Uh, are they are they going to have a league here in five years? Where's the Pac-12 going to be? You know, that's an interesting question. I'm, I'm still waiting around for the media deal to see if they can get done television rights. Uh, when it comes to a league, I mean, there are multiple teams that could skip out. I mean, we're talking about, you know, Colorado, Arizona, potentially Utah down the road. I mean, and I could go on, you know, the Big 12 trying to do a little poaching. But the biggest concern right now, man, is 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 getting them on television and getting them on a television network that people are going to actually be able to watch and and not just stream. Like you know, look, Dan, you you've watched college football, college basketball long enough. Like you want to use your remote control and you want to pop over to either ABC, Fox, NBC, or ESPN, and you just want to watch some ball. You don't want to have to pop on Apple streaming you know, or Amazon, where you know you're a minute and a half behind anyways of what's going on in the damn game and and find and, and find whichever team is going to be playing. So right now, there are a number of Pac-12 ADs and presidents that are worried uh, about what they're going to get with this media deal. And, and I just think there's so much pressure right now. Look, Colorado, Dion, they're looking for a way to go to the Big 12. They, they want to get back to the roots. And, and them getting back there, I think, benefits everyone, to be honest with you. I don't think they, they didn't need to be in the darn Pac-12 to begin with. But as we sit here right now, you know, there there's one league, there's one conference out there that does not have a media deal. And, and I'm not talking about for this season. I'm talking about, you know, in 24, 25, going on in the future. And, uh, yeah, that's why you see so much lobbying going on in the media when it comes to where they could land. You know, one of the things that you were on Twitter, Southern Miss is hosting baseball and they're blessing their stadium. They got a priest walking through there. That's my kind of baseball team, baby. When it's a big time game, bring them all out. Bring everybody. No stone unturned. Let me tell you something. We do it different down here in the way, way south. And then I'm from that area and we don't mess around. If there's something big going on, we will take a priest Throwing holy water all over that stadium. If it means we're going to come out of there with a win, uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. I talked with the person last night who took the photo. Um, he said he walked every inch of that ballpark. I'm talking from third base to right field to the catcher's mark, all the way through the stands. Uh, and look, it, superstitions or not, whatever you want to play into it. Southern Miss is trying everything they can to beat Tennessee this weekend, and it includes a priest and some holy water. So God bless it. I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Dude, when I was coaching at Indiana, my first game we hadn't practiced. We're at Northwestern, who had a pretty good team. So from Wednesday to Saturday, we hadn't practiced. I took over middle of the season. It was a mess. We, We turned the ball over with about five seconds to go underneath Northwestern's basket. So they got five seconds under their basket. We're up one. I made a deal with God. 
on the sideline. I made a deal with God himself. I will never swear again if you'll just give me this win. We got the win. I think when I went in the locker room, I dropped three F-bombs. Yeah, that's the way to go. You know what I mean? But hey, I want to know how you got the win. How, how, did, how did you get the win when they had it underneath the basket? Uh, yeah, DJ White blocked a shot. They had a kid named Kevin Coble who might have been the Big Ten's leading scorer, and our post guy went up and blocked a shot. He's the guy that turned it over, I think. So he said after, I got to make amends. I said, me too. I got to go to confession because I just <laughs> lied to God. I just, I just, I like, hey. But no, I, look, um, yeah. God, religion, and sports has always been a thing, man. It's always been like, all right, I ain't mad about it. it. Is. Let's go. Um, I got to get into one thing here. SEC football. Okay. Is the yeah. SEC, is it a good thing for the SEC that basically the schedule's out, NIL has been talked about, but we got no drama. We, we, we got, you're going to go into the uh, preseason it's not going to be Nick versus A&M or whatever, even though there's been a little bit of that. Is it right. good for the SEC that there's no drama? I think right now it's kind of weird to see the conference kind of laying back a little bit and in, in, in watching what's going on in the Big Ten or the Pac-12 or the Big 12, you know, with them going to Mexico, which I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, I think with the SEC yeah. – you know, their drama, Dan, was, are we going to go to nine-game schedule? You know, are we going to join the Big Ten yeah. and these other conferences and go to nine-game schedule? Well, they punted uh, down the road, and, and what they're hoping is is that ESPN will come around in two years, two to three years, and say, okay, we give in, you win, we're going to give you five to seven more million dollars per school per year, and uh, and you can go about it, and you can – you know, schedule nine games for your conference. Um, and, and look, I think it'd be a lot different too. I think it would be better for the fans. I I, I don't like these, you know, you show up and you got to play an FCS school. Like, and I'm not hating when I say these things, so don't take it personal if you're out there listening. But if you got to go play like a UT Martin or an Austin P or, a, you know, a, 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 an Alabama A&M or something like that, you know, it, it takes away, man, uh, from a fan's experience at a football game. Like, you know, you're usually gone by the first half. Some, some people don't want to make that drive. That's a ticket you can get for $10. I give credit to some of these schools for having these, these, these out-of-conference games, and they're doing them home and home. So, for instance, we got that great matchup with Texas and Alabama last year in Austin where it came down to the final minute. We're going to get to see Texas travel to Alabama this year. I think that's great. They're going to play a home game. You know, we're going to see Texas A&M going to South Florida and playing Mario Cristobal in Miami. Um, but then, you know, on the other hand, I got to watch LSU and Florida State play in the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. Like, I don't want to see that. Like, give me more home and home games. So I, I think that when it comes to the schedule, I think it'll get worked out. The SEC knows what they're doing. In seven days, they're going to hold a massive event on their network, and they're going to announce the 2024 schedule, which will include Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, so, I, I, you know, it, it, when it comes to gaining attention or, or, or getting the, the name out per se or whatnot or driving up some ratings, they're going to do that in two weeks with a, with a television show. But other than that, it's been kind of quiet, man. 
We don't have the the Saban Jimbo drama. We've got, you know, Lane Kiffin every now and then pops off. Um, you know, Saban wants to, you know, have players become employees, you know, pretty much and 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 change the way NIL is run. So it's uh it's different this year compared to years past, brother. Hey, what is going on in Mexico? Big 12 is starting a bowl game. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, no, it's an interesting equation that, that they finally figured out. I give a lot of credit to the commissioner, Brett Yormack. So here's what they're doing. December 2024, they're going to play two basketball games in Monterey, Mexico. Monterey, Mexico. Uh, Kansas is going to play Houston, which that's a pretty damn good basketball game. Uh, oh, and yeah, on the back yeah. side of that, the women are going to play as well. Uh, I think it's going to be the same day. I think it's going to be a double header. Um, so what they've done is they've come into an agreement. They're calling it Big 12 Mexico. And what's going to happen is they're going to play soccer games down there. They're going to do some track and field stuff, basketball. And then 2026, they want to make a bowl game that is played in Mexico. Football game. Uh, play it. I forgot the stadium name, but it holds around 70,000 um, and, and attract a big name school to come down there with a big 12 school. And I think that I think what we're going to end up seeing, Dan, to be honest with you, I think we're going to end up seeing a conference school that they're going to be a conference football game down there in Mexico. I, I think we're going to see maybe like a, you know, a, 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 a TCU versus Texas Tech or TCU versus Houston, something like that. And they're going to end up playing a game maybe every other year uh, in, in Mexico City. So, look, it's, it's the same route that the NFL's gone down. We've seen the NBA dip their toes in, into Mexico. And I think the Big 12 is smart to do it. Look at the landscape of their schools. Um, look where they're you know located in a sense, too. And I think that benefits – you know, what the conference and, and the other thing too, man, it's like you get more eyes when it comes to a television deal, man. Like that's, it's all about money as well. It's all about ratings. Like you're going to get ratings. If you have Kansas and Houston playing in Mexico, it, it's just going to be one of those attractive games. So uh, I give credit to the big 12 for thinking outside the box and doing something like this. I think it'll be beneficial for them. Uh, I, I don't know about you, you know, but, in-season games, traveling to uh, another country, whatever. It's probably only a three-hour flight anyways, but I'm just saying in-season games, it's a little bit different. Um, we saw Kentucky do that this past year uh, where they went to London uh, and played Michigan. Um, so I, I'm very interested to see what this looks like for the future, but it's all about money. It's all about ratings, and uh, Big 12's cashing in. Does the SEC? I'm no, you know, no longer on CBS. Um, I, it, it, there's two things. Like, you know, the Big Ten is no longer going to be on ESPN. It's going over to NBC. It's going over to Peacock. I think that's not great for the Big Ten, even though the it's money's weird. Made. Weird. SEC, <laughs> it's it is, and the SEC going straight to ESPN. I, I get that, but man, CBS pretty big. I was going to say a bad word, a pretty big signal. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, it's going to take a while. Look, CBS was getting a fantastic grandfathered in deal with the SEC. I mean, if you're only paying 40 some odd million dollars per year for the biggest games in the conference uh, on a particular weekend, uh, you know, you're getting a steal. And that's why ESPN's having to pay so much. 
it is going to be very awkward after this season when we turn on CBS at 3.30, you know, and your mind thinks, ah, CBS game of the week, SEC, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's Rutgers playing Illinois or Rutgers in Iowa or something. That's going to be very awkward. And I think that, you know, even with Peacock and what NBC's doing, like it's not as if like the, the schedules came out for 24, they didn't have the, who they were going to be playing or what network, but I've seen some of the games that are going to be on NBC. Like they're not getting these great games for primetime right now in, in the beginning of the season, uh, you know, in, in it's going to be very interesting, you know, Big Ten would always go, you know, particularly ABC, you know, at night, you know, 7.30 primetime game. ABC. Well, now it's going to be on NBC. They're going to be fighting with Notre Dame for, for time slots. Uh, you're probably going to have to sign up for the Peacock app to get some of these games. So it, it's going to be a trifecta. You're going to have Fox. You're going to have CBS. And you're going to have NBC all doing Big Ten games. And I'm very interested to see which network gets the bigger one? Like, you know, we know Michigan, Ohio State's going to go to Fox. You know what I mean? But what about some other big ones? You know, Penn State, Michigan, or, you know, Ohio State versus Penn State. What? Where do they land? And then, by the way, Dan, USC, UCLA, joining the conference, it's going to be very, very telling to me in that first year how much they're trying to get those two schools on television, even though UCLA might not be as good. So there, just buckle up, man. After this season, if you're a college football fan, I would tell you this. Enjoy being able on your remote to memorize every single station and know where every conference <laughs> is playing football because that stuff is changing after this season. I know it. Thank you, my friend. Have a fantastic weekend. That's damn right. You got to, like, I, I, the only time I got to memorize true TV is during the NCAA tournament, right? And now you right. got to memorize, ah, oh, man, where's Peacock? Where's this game? No, you're We're right. screwed, you're man. Wrong, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Friend. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Hey, read him. Trey underscore Wallace, man. He's fantastic. He is the voice or the, face of the SEC. Remember here on OutKick, we've gone from like 220,000 to a million because of guys like Trey here on YouTube because Trey does such a, a great job. I got a lot to get to. Um, firefighters, listen to this. Um, firefighters found a 118-year-old time capsule. I've always been fascinated by these things. I've always been fascinated by time capsules. When I was a kid, we tried, like most kids do, to tunnel to China, right? We were going to dig our way to China. And our neighbors are like, well, uh, you're, you're going to burn this molten lava at the core of, uh, well, you know, uh, the core of the earth. We didn't care. Burn, baby, burn. We didn't get very deep. But then we decided, all right, let's put together a time capsule. Like a time capsule is something that every single kid alive has thought about doing. Well, I'm going to put this in there. I'm going to put that in there. I'm going to do all this kind of stuff. So they found, ladies and gentlemen, a 118-year-old time capsule. And there it is. So here's what, 
Here's what these firefighters found. Let me give it to you. Uh, this was in Marion, Ohio, which has a very famous jail. Oh, geez, I just screwed this up. Marion, Ohio has a jail that I'm trying to think who was in it. Somebody famous. Uh, it may have been Gotti. It, 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 it may have been. All right, the time capsule. Let me see here. Wait a second. What do you got? There's money. There's a lot of money. There's passports. There are all a letter. Uh, one of the favorites was a letter from the chief of the fire department for 40 years. This is going back 100 years ago. There were all kind of things. Turn of the century badges. There really isn't anything. Dozens of well-preserved fire department memorabilia. Badges from the turn of a century. An invitation to the 1878 Northwestern Ohio Volunteer Firemen Association. What was, oh gee, she was in it too. She was in it. She was. I mean, she was right there. She was in the crypt. She's 119 years old, so she was, well, you know, not even well-preserved. Every time I see her, you just go gross. That's it. There really isn't nothing interesting in here, but I like time capsules. Who hasn't wanted to find a time capsule? I have. I have. I, 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 I do. Uh, Megan Fox is a psychopath. She's an absolute psychopath. Megan Fox is nuts. And I like nuts. I think Megan Fox, um, who is married to that guy, that, that rapper guy, uh, yeah, she's insane. And good for Megan Fox. Look, don't ever date insane. The one thing that you got to learn in your life, like insane is fun. Crazy is fun. But when you go too far with insane or you go too far with crazy, bad things happen. So everybody and their mother wants to date Megan Fox. Everybody and their mother is going to tell you Megan Fox is hot. These are Megan Fox's three boys right there. There you go. They were forced by their mom, according to Robbie Starbuck, they were forced by their mom to wear girls' clothes as their nanny tries to console them. Megan Fox is out of their mind. She has three children that are dressed like girls. She also drank her boyfriend's blood, shared a ritual on national TV, and people who trans kids are demonic. They're idiots. They're, Megan Fox, okay, she's hot, but look at her kids. What are we doing? Where are we? Megan Fox is insane. I'm not happy about it. I, I'm not. The world is nuts. And you know what? Today or the other day, James Woods said that Hollywood is far more evil than even you can imagine. Well, there's an example. Those are boys in that picture. Those are boys. B-O-Y-Z. Megan Fox is insane. I mean, in freaking insane. A day can't go by. A day can't go by where we don't talk about Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, Pat Narduzzi is one of our favorites. This is from a little bit ago, but I got it. was kind of hot, though. Uh, there's nobody. Uh, look, look, let me explain this to you guys. I go back to C32, C23. I was in C33. In C23 at Walnut Knolls in 1983-84, we all had a crush on the girl across the courtyard. It was like from me 
you know, it wasn't a big courtyard. C-23. We were in C-33. Finally, I started dating her. Hot. Hot on hot. But, and she probably felt the same about me. But after a little bit of dating, I realized this girl's insane. Hot. Like, off the charts. Holy cow. Danny D, how did you ever get this girl to talk to you? Much less, you know, and actually what my buddies would say, well, if you weren't on the basketball team, that girl wouldn't look at you. And I, he's right. They're right. But I knew what I had. About, I don't know, 10 minutes into dating, I'm like, yeah, no. Uh-uh. No. Crazy. I'm not going to go into what she did or did, whatever. But my lesson is don't ever, ever make a decision on hotness. Hotness attracts. And then once you get to know, you will learn this, children. You get pushed back by crazy. All right, Pat Narduzzi. So Pat Narduzzi is a mouth. Uh, Pat Narduzzi is the guy. He's at Pittsburgh. Um, Pat Narduzzi was very critical of Deion Sanders. Pat Narduzzi is the head coach of the Pittsburgh Panthers football team, which means you wouldn't know who he is. But Pat Narduzzi said this about Deion Sanders. We'll see how it works out. But that, to me, it looks bad on college football coaches across the country. The, the reflection is on one guy right now. But when you look at it overall, these kids that have moms and dads, brothers and sisters, and goals in life. I don't know how many of those 70, 70 kids that left Colorado really wanted to leave or they were kicked in the butt to get out. Yeah, well, pull this. It plays jingle bells. Here's the world's smallest violin. Whatever stupid thing you say. So Deion Sanders said this. Deion, Deion Sanders said, I got to tell you, I don't know who that is. If Pat Narduzzi walked into the room right now, I wouldn't know who that is. That's a great comeback. They were also talking about his stud corner, Travis Hunter, and Sanders said, hey, look, people offered Travis a bag, 1.5, to try to lure him and buy him out of the transfer portal, but Travis is not that kind of guy that can be bought. He is built like that. Travis is a relational young man that is built on relationships and stability. I don't know who he is. If he walked in here right now, I wouldn't know who he is. I do not, do not mess with Deion Sanders. Here's how you mess with Deion Sanders. You beat him. You don't like him, you beat him. Narduzzi wants to play him, play him. Schedule him, beat him. That's how you mess with Deion Sanders. That guy right there does not have enough smoke for Deion Sanders. He is a nobody. Nobody knows outside of the greater Pittsburgh area who he is. Nobody, and I mean nobody, cares who he is. So Pat Narduzzi, I got advice for you. Don't punch up. Punch down. You're at Pittsburgh. You had a quarterback. Yay, rah. That day is over. The dream is dead. Just don't punch down. Uh, Dan, I don't know if you saw this, but the crazy to hot scale from How I Met Your Mother is a classic. I got to see it. Are we allowed to use scales? I think we are. I hope we do. I do. Uh, Dan, my new favorite. Hey, when we come back, can we put just a few of the tweets up? Just a few. I'll send them to you from Zion Williamson's baby mama. Zion Williamson got baby mama drama. We talked about it yesterday. I really didn't want to talk about it today, 
But I got to tell you, this woman has lost her ever-loving mind. We also have the world's dumbest headlines. But the Zion Williamson baby mama drama is absolutely glorious. And you guys know the story, but the mad crapper, the mad crapper DeAndre Hopkins, who crapped up a hotel room at the Combine when he was at the Combine, I mean, he smeared it. Our question is, did he wear gloves, and where is he going to end up? The mad crapper is on the loose. Zion Williamson's got baby mama drama. I actually just like saying it. You know, white dudes are into weird stuff. I was having this conversation this morning. White dudes are into weird stuff. Larry Bird's weird stuff, I'm not going to get into it because I, I don't know for sure, but a writer told me, is off the charts. Louis C.K., weird stuff. Harvey Weinstein just had all that weird stuff. White dudes just do weird stuff. Is there a white dude that has this kind of baby mama drama? What was the name? Kevin Federline. Didn't Kevin Federline have this baby mama drama? White dudes are just weird. You know what I mean? They're just weird. But I'm telling you what. I'm telling you this. Zion Williamson got a problem. Because hell hath no fury like a scorned woman. And apparently, hell hath no fury like a baby mama drama. I just like saying it. We'll be back. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Zion Williamson got big-time baby mama drama. We talked about it yesterday. Mariah Mills is not happy. Mariah Mills has, listen to this, listen to this. Mariah Mills uh, has 1.1 million followers. I'm betting she has the same amount on Instagram, uh, Twitter. She's an OnlyFans kind of, sort of, maybe porn star. She's got like uh, 78 thousand subscribers she well thought she was in a I don't know she was in a relationship with the big fella Zion Williamson apparently she was apparently she wasn't apparently Zion decided while he was loving up on Mariah Mills well you know what Zion impregnated some stripper Zion's just slinging the caca right back at you. Zion ain't afraid. But I got to tell you, Miss Mills ain't having it. Miss Mills is absolutely not happy about any of it. She is saying, hey, hey, listen to this. Do we have the tweets? Are they, are they ready? I became a black woman. She's texting to Zion. You wanted me uh, to be, I stopped straightening my hair and began wearing braids, waist speeds at your request and even stayed off social media for a bit. And this is what you do, Zion Williamson? Yeah, I'm hurt. We was more than that. Can't believe this. What made me angry is seeing you kiss her in gender reveal party the way you did me and my ass and back kisses. But I know it's not real. You only want to save face clearly from the shirt you had on. The only man I slept on camera with since then has been Zion Williamson, and that's private. <laughs> Did I miss one? This woman is not messing around. This woman will expose herself. This woman will do it. 
this woman will expose everything, everything about her. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This woman is not messing. And you better be careful when you mess with somebody, ladies and gentlemen. You better be careful. You better be careful messing. Because she's talking about the sex that they did. Did I miss one of your tweets? If so, you can put them back up. Conception and deception. I couldn't make this one up. She is talk. She is sending out all kind of stuff. You free Zion is all over her. Zion want and Zion Williamson ain't afraid, baby. And this woman's got charts. She's got dates. She is showing herself her booty. Valentine's Day. Thanks, baby. I wish I could have came and seen you on Valentine's Day as you wanted me to, but I'm still sick from my failed butt reduction. What was I, your African sex freak fantasy? Yeah, baby mama drama. Yeah, don't do it, people. Don't do it. Do not do it at all. Don't do it, please. Don't do crazy. Don't do crazy. Just do not do crazy. But she ain't mad. She's hostile. So we got baby mama drama. Good for Zion Williamson. Okay. Or bad for Zion Williamson. I just like saying baby mama drama. (laughs) All right. We got the damn awards. The damn awards, as you know, are highly sought after. Everybody wants a little piece of the damn awards. Don't at me. Awards. Today, because my man Nick is a freaking genius, he's a content god, we have what is called the dumbest article headlines. Let's go to number one. I have lockdown nostalgia, and I'm not alone. No, you're an idiot. No, seriously, you're an idiot. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Man, I love being locked down. Really? Okay. Why? Why? What did you? Well, I got to sit on my fat ass. I got to not have to work. I got to not do anything. I got to get paid for sitting on my fat ass. I didn't have to put makeup on. I didn't have to comb my hair. Oh my God, I got such nostalgia. Jeez, I wish we could go back to the days. God, can we just go back to the days of when we could sit on our ass, eat bonbons, and, oh, I don't know, watch uh, Leave It to Beaver reruns all day. I've got nostalgia for it, says Harriet Walker. Harriet Walker, I don't know what to tell you. I hope everything goes good for you, but you're an idiot. I'm serious. She's just a fool. The Times, the Times of UK. I've got, I've got. I recently made a plan to meet my best friend for a drink in two months, and we started talking about nostalgia. Oh, my God. Shut up. I try, people. I'm trying to make this a better world. I am. I'm trying. But it's just not happening. All right. Let's go to number two. Yeah, leave it to Beaver. That's what, you know, I don't know if people actually watched it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is a real article. Encourage women to smell their poop to be more inclusive to trans women. Now, look, I I don't know what to tell you. I I, I know we're all insane. I, I, I know. I know, I know, I know, 
I know, I know, I know that I, I, how does this do anything? I don't know. How does this provide us with anything? I don't know. I have no idea. Males in disguise is it? Uh, some women have a hole where their penis used to be, and it can share microbiotic with the colon, creating a distinct transition. All the while, we're indicting former presidents. All the while, we got everybody driving their cars, smoking weed. All the while, we got crime. We got all kind of crazy crap. But hey, women, smell your poop. Yeah, that's the world that we're currently living in. It is insane, and I love it. Smell your poop, Sean Black. Smell your poop. Take a whiff. I'm transitioning. My poop smells like roses. It does. It smells like absolute roses. All right, what's next? Good morning. Do you boast about your fitness? Watch out. You'll unavoidably be coming right wing. I'm not sure what exercise does for your body, but I do know what it does for your personality, and it's not pretty. Look at that hag. Seriously. I mean, that's the only description I can give you. Well, what does that have to do with it? It's always people that look like that. Have you ever seen hot, 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 hot woman talk like this? It's the same thing about hitting your kids or yelling at your kids in a, uh, in a store. You ever seen hot woman doing that? No, of course not. No. No, you never see that. It's like I said the other day. Handsome guy doesn't fall off his chair like I did. Handsome guy thinks too much of himself, and he's smart. He's smart. He does. This clown, Zoe Williams, there she is. There's her other picture. She works for The Guardian. Oh, yeah. The Guardian. Yay. What's the difference between a puppy and a baby? I know how to behave when friends get a baby. Look at Zoe. Zoe? That's a pretty close picture. Well, you're not going against her argument. You're just making fun of her. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Because there is no argument. The level of stupid here is off the chain, yo. And there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, when you're that stupid, you're that stupid. Zoe, you're an idiot. Zoe, I love you. Zoe, we thank you. Zoe, please write more stupid crap. Please. Please. This may be the greatest segment in the history of this show. I mean, mean tweets are good, but this is pretty good. This might be, because Zoe, Zoe knows. All right, let's see what we got next on our little hit parade. Is coffee racist? How drinking coffee perpetuates white supremacy? Here's to you. Created by black people for black people and now a pillar of white Supremist comp, uh, capitalism, if you consume coffee, you are helping an industry built on race. I got to tell you, sweetie. I got to tell you, Afro staff. God bless you, baby. Here's to you. I drink coffee. I ain't mad about drinking coffee. I'm not upset about drinking coffee. I don't care whether you think it is racist or not. I love it. I eat it. I can't wait for it. I'm doing it more. Afro is a black-led, majority black-owned startup that combines fashion and streetwear with lifetime commentary. 
There you go. Coffee is racist. If I put cream in my coffee, does it make it more racist? If I drink my coffee black, does it make it less racist? I think it does. Well, it's symbolic. Really? What is it symbolic of? I don't know, but it's symbolic. Oh, okay. Well, good. I'm glad it's symbolic. Then let's keep the symbolism going. What do we got next? Oh, yeah. I tried ketamine therapy. Now I wish I'd never done it. The company claimed to be sorry for my experience. It didn't take responsibility for what happened. Why do we care about this? What, why, 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 do we, why do we care even a little bit? What, 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 why are we supposed to care? Is everybody supposed to care? I don't know. Mind Bloom Ketamine Therapy. Innovative healthcare. It's an anesthesia, all right? Ketamine therapy, what is it? I don't know. 89% of Mind Bloom clients report improvements in anxiety and in depression symptoms. Oh, man, go do it. Go do it. From the comfort of your home, you get to sit there, and it's fun. There it is, ketamine. Created with medical leaders in the field, our program is designed for transformational results. Yeah, I don't care. Look, I say this all the time. Adults make adults' decisions, and then adults must live with those decisions. That's it. That's it. That's all we got. Your bathroom was filled with soda bottles and cans. No wonder you fat ASF and not in shape. You, Zion Williams, I'm trying to be nice. You hurt me, and you humiliated me. (laughs) That's a good headline. Hey, Zion, why isn't Zion playing? Because his bathroom was filled. His bathroom was filled with soap soda cans. How about that? <laughs> I tweeted that one out last night. Zion got baby mama drama. Raise your hand if you got baby mama drama. I don't have baby mama drama. I'm telling you what, though, the baby mama industry is great. I have a friend who owns car dealerships, and a baby mama of a star NBA player came in to buy a car, and he's like, man, man, oh, man, I'm not going to tell you how much she makes, but I'm going to tell you this, it's a hell of a lot of money, like a hell of a lot of money per month. Hey, it's baby mama drama at its finest. Dan, do people say weird things just to get on your show? I think they do. I do. All right, we're going to get set up. Is Haley ready? I love talking to Haley. Haley joins. It's 10. What time is it? 1045 on Friday. You have an introductory video. Walk me through. This is high tech. Yeah. So I, I found this video on TikTok. It just it's taken TikTok by storm. And I want to introduce this to you, Dan, and to your viewers, because this is huge. Um, so these two sisters, the Chidester sisters, they went to Biola University in um, California. It's one of the leading Christian universities in the country. And they have a massive Jesus statue or a, um, a mural on campus. And I want to play the video, have these sisters share their story, and then we'll, we'll discuss after. I am fuming. My sister's Instagram account got suspended for 90 days because she did this. Oh 
She's literally running up to a Jesus mural and just hugging it. So they said they are protecting Instagram by taking down that honestly super, super innocent video. How is that protecting Instagram? There are half naked people or pretty much naked people all over social media and I don't see their posts getting taken down. What happened to freedom of religion and freedom of speech? I just think it was super absurd. Like she's probably the nicest, sweetest person ever trying to show Jesus' love. <laughs> and Instagram thinks they're protecting the community. I think as a Christian, I, I can't hold back. I literally can't say nothing. I am so tired of trying to be careful of what I say because people get offended so easily. So I think this is absurd and this just goes too far. Like Jesus is a representation of love for everyone. So why would it get taken down? What are your thoughts? Yeah, why was it taken down? I don't understand. I don't understand Instagram you know, taking things down for that. I mean, what's what's the problem with that? Well, we all knew that there was this anti-conservative bias when it comes to big tech, these social media platforms. But now we're seeing this attack on Christianity, Catholicism, anything that is like um, honestly associated with um, religion, freedom of religion that is um, true to Catholics, Christians, because in this country now pride has become the new religion. Virtue signaling has become the new religion. So if you are a proud Catholic or Christian and that goes against the LGBTQ community, even if you are not personally homophobic, but it goes against your religion, um, freedom of religion is no longer protected in this country, at least not on big tech. And um, it's just, when she said, you know, hugging Jesus, you're trying to, Instagram is trying to protect people from that. What is there to protect? I don't understand why that wouldn't be celebrated. And if it was any other religion, I think you'd be hard pressed to find Instagram oh, ripping yeah. that video down and suspending them. And what's happened since that video went viral on TikTok Sammy has been permanently banned from Instagram. So her account was originally suspended for I believe it was 60 or 90 days, they completely took her account down. So I was able to get in touch with her on her new Instagram account. Um, and she is willing and excited to come on the show Monday. Um, so she's going to be cool. here to tell her story and share what's kind of happened since then. Um, but I kind of just wanted to give you an appetizer to this whole craziness that we've been dealing with on social media. Yeah, it's insanity. I am a proud Catholic. I, I did go on a religious walkabout. I told the priest, I go, look, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired of this. I got to figure it out. And, you know, I went to different places, tried different religions. The priest was great. He's like, as long as you have faith, everything's great. Do your thing, man. Yeah. Uh, but I am a proud Catholic. You know, I went into the belly of the St. Simon's Catholic Festival this weekend. I danced to a band that was really good. I drank many beers. And I gambled at blackjack uh, and over under seven in a very Catholic tradition. And I helped put away chairs, which is what you do as a Catholic. That's, that's the move. Exactly. Yeah, I, like it. I can't wait to talk to them. Yeah, I, I, I want to talk to those young ladies on Monday because I love, I said this yesterday, oh, I love talking to smart, tough, brave women. I just do. It's kind of my thing. I live with them, so I like being around them. It's how and I, I love roll. it because so Monday, we're seeing more and more women speak up and stand up 
we obviously saw Riley Gaines. She's a friend of Outkick. She's on, she comes on our shows and talks about her fight. She's inspired Paula Scanlon to come out and start speaking out about this injustice that we're seeing in women's sports. The more women that are now seeing other women come out, it's become this new kind of social media trend where women are have been emboldened and inspired to start actually sticking up for women. What a concept. Yeah, it drives me nuts and I can't stop. I send Sage Steele and Sam Ponder my tweets and all I put is I can't stop because I'm all over her colleagues, their colleagues at ESPN. They're friends of mine. I worked with, well, I worked with Sam and Sage is a friend of mine. And to see women at ESPN and men at ESPN not at least publicly support them a little bit is disgusting to me. So I just can't stop. When I lose respect for something, I literally cannot stop. So, yeah. All right. You got the big win last week. I remember it well. You celebrated. Let's do it, baby. Old dogs, new tricks, TikTok videos to end the week. I love this segment. Let's see it. dude's face i love his face like he's got <laughs> he's a little confused i think but you can't help but smile oh you can't help but laugh oh hold on hang on caller all right let's go to the next one i gotta get my earpiece back let's go to the next one yes yes transactions completed hey, 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 hey. yes what going bro what's going what's going sir what the f*** you doing, bro? Oh, what's up? Yo, what the f*** you calling, bro? Do not touch me. Do not. Hey, 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 your bag! Hey, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 what's the password for the bag? Vaccinated, vaccinated and boosted. Huh? I'm boosted. What? You're not the right guy. Give me the bag. Bro, bro, hey, bro, you try to take my shit, bro, man, what's up, what you got for me? That's you. What you got for me? That's not you. That's not you. Hey, give me the... These pranks Uh are getting out of hand. What was that? I guess it was a prank. This guy stole his suitcase or pretended to steal his suitcase. 
I thought at first the guy was pulling out a gun. He, uh, yeah, all right. I don't know if I liked it because I couldn't tell what was going on. That obviously is not yours. Give me number three. I'm no spy, but I know that. <laughs> you guys been waiting for daddy or what? Daddy's here. Look at this guy. It's definitely all cup right there. Nothing natural there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's see Give it, it to me. Come on, let's Give see it. it to me, baby. Oh, a little outside there. Just a bit outside here in Dunedin. What is that, a uh, 1998 jersey there, bud? Let's shake it off. Kick the dirt around. There you go. Trust me, that batter's not going to help you out here, bud. I promise you that. <laughs> Keep looking at him. We can get some Bud Lights for you if you want. Here we go. Just a bit high. 2-0. Look at this guy. What's the fish hook doing? Trying to drag him back in the strike zone. Unreal. Well, this right here, this is actually Yankees beer they sell here. <laughs> the Yankee special. The Yankee I said, special. hey, can I get a Yankees beer? They sent me this. <laughs> I don't know what that means, though. Do you guys know what that means? I'm going to lose it. Oh, ball four. It's low. It's freaking low. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're about six years away from a mustache. I feel it. I feel it. You are awesome, buddy. You guys got the highest salary. That ain't paying you shit right there, buddy. Need some Bud Light? I got some for you, buddy. He's locking I in. can't wait for you to get in, baby. That makeshift cup you have in there. <laughs> Unreal. Give it to me, baby. Another ball. Bud Light loves balls. Give me a strike. Ball! Uh, Daddy, throw it harder. Oh, harder! See, Poppy! I hate that guy, but he was kind of funny. I don't know. I'm going well, number he's one. freaking Bud Light, and I don't know if Bud Light uh, loves balls or even has the balls to apologize to their consumer base, but... Hey, by the way, uh, are you a jockstrap model yet? Are you still doing that? What day are we on? No, I gave up because Nike and Adidas, they <laughs> all they want is they want women pretending to be men and they want men pretending to be women. They don't want the real thing anymore. Oh, I like the campaign. I did. I was all in. I retweeted you every time I saw it. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I liked it. I want number one in a route. That's the biggest route that there is. Number yeah, one, two for two. I knew it was a crowd pleaser. He was so cute. Yeah, that that was that that you. I think you said it best. You just can't help but laugh, right? You're just like, okay, like that. The other, the guy. I had people yell at me when I was coaching and and broadcasting constantly, so I couldn't stand the guy doing all the yelling. Although he had some good lines. And I'm sure the next one got a bunch of attention on TikTok. I'm sure it did. But I'm not smart enough to know what the hell happened there. So, all right. Uh, you're going to be hosting the CMAs. Is that what you said to me? No, I'm just going. No? Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. I, I'm going to go I, enjoy it. Sometimes my, brain, sometimes my brain hears things. Maybe Thank one you, day. Haley. Bye. I know. Oh, there's no question. I mean, we're 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 what we do on this show is we say we knew Haley when. It's just it's not a matter of if, it's when. Hey, uh, great week, Nick and Dylan. Ryan, you've been gone. Thankfully, no gas. Yeah, cute little boy wins, Linda. Yeah, you gotta go with the kid, Van Pastor, man. Yeah.
Yeah, thank you, Senator BS. Thank you to all of you that are on the chat today. Absolutely spectacular. For all ages, Selena uh, McMillan, Craig Matthews, Dave Renard, uh, Fred Havland, Gritty always, uh, Keith M, King Cuts, Linda Esty, No Fun League, Outkick, Van Pasterman, Senator BS. We had a great week on YouTube. Tell your friends we're trying to grow it. And DanDockage.com. I still need golfers, although they're starting to come in fast and furious. If you want to play in a golf outing, you better get to it. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy.